those other bottles? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just different colors of water. water. <laughs> yeah, just different waters. <laughs> okay, you ready? Sure. Hey, welcome to episode 122 of Snackdown. I'm Justin, and this is... Andy. Nice. <laughs> that was kind of like a baseball announcer kind of... Oh, yeah, Kind yeah, of yeah. held out I'm. Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> Justin, and make some waves for Andy. So today is we're gonna do some drinks. I'm excited for this. Yeah, this is this is something that's been like, you know, to to un unfurl the curtain. No, to look behind the mast. Look behind the curtain. Look behind the curtain. Right is sweep unsweep under the rug. What you know, like sweep something under the rug. Right now you're like unsweeping. (laughs) You're like I think it's still a sweep motion. I guess it's just like you're sweeping out out of the the rug. rug. Right, (laughs) but. But so this is this is an episode that you and I have kind of been kicking around for a long time. Yeah. But if you were to ask me if like, you know, like, oh, what's one that we've been thinking about doing? I'd go, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I got here and I was like, oh, this episode. So I was <laughs> yeah. very excited for it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. And like the more I looked into it, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know anything about this. Oh, wow. It goes yeah. down the rabbit hole. It does. So we are doing a chartreuse. And yeah. we have two different types of chartreuse because there's green and there's yellow. There's actually another... Type Please of say red. Red? No, it's called like V E P, and okay. I think it's like it's like special original recipe, huh. and I don't think I've ever seen it. I feel like there was kind of a loss by not doing a red chartreuse because you would have had uh, the full stoplight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sure that's what they were. Yeah. Not going. For. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're so we're, we have a little. We're before we get into the cocktails, we're going to try each because we never have before. But mm-hmm. do you know about chartreuse? Have you I know. At it at all? I know nothing about chartreuse. But you were excited about it. I was excited about yeah. it because we've been talking about it. So chartreuse is a French liqueur available in green and yellow versions at different taste and alcohol content. The liquor has been made by the Carthusian monks since 1737. Whoa, well before stoplights. Yeah, <laughs> according to the instructions set out in a manuscript given to them. By Francois in 1608. I'm not going to say his last, like, three names. Because I can't oh, Three names? Them. Okay. All right. He wasn't a peasant yeah. boy if he had three last names. Yeah. Uh, it was named after the the monk's Grand Chartreuse. Grand. Okay. <laughs> it was named after the monk's <laughs> Grand Chartreuse Monastery, located in the Chartreuse Mountains, in the general region of Grenoble in France. The liqueur is produced in their distillery... It is composed of distilled alcohol with 130 herbs, plants, and flowers. 130? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. And so there's only like two monks that know the mixture. So the, the exact recipe for all the chartreuse remains trade secrets and are known by only two monks who prepare the herbal mixture. So before we taste this, it says some of the things that it contains. Okay. So there's cinnamon, mace, lemon balm, dried hyssop flower tops. Peppermint, thyme, costmary, arnica flowers, and angelica roots. I know like one of those things. And, <laughs> and, 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 and then there's, there's like 120 others. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Yeah. It smells like something we've kind of had before. It kind mm. of smells like, I don't know. I definitely taste the, or smell the hyssop. <laughs> <laughs> the dried hyssop flower tops? Is that what you're smelling? <laughs> yes, yes. Woo! Holy cow. Oh. Um, floral on the nose, Bernie on the breath. <laughs> right? Would you say? Like, that kind of gives you a smoked tongue. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. What percent is this? 55. Holy shit. I wasn't expecting that. 
that's hot. And it's got it's very strong in flavor. So very, what's interesting is a lot of these like really floral drinks, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of them end up having anise in it. Yeah. And then like anise is like the main thing. And I yeah. don't really taste anise in this. I don't either. Which is kind of nice because usually it's yeah. like, oh, well, I taste the anise. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, oh it's a it's an anise variant. You yeah. Know, or like and a, so it's built around the the anise spoke, right? So we just tried the green one. <laughs> Yellow chartreuse is similar to the above, but they add cardamom seeds, soctrine aloes, <laughs> and other things. To the green one? No, to the yeah. So the yellow is similar, but they have some of the herbs are varying, and I think the yellow is sweeter. But this is this has a sweet sweetness to it. It does have a sweetness to it. Kind of makes your tongue a little numb, though. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still medicinal, but I will say that this is like way more tolerable than like a Fernet Branca, mm-hmm. right? Like Fernet Branca is just like, Ugh. yeah. This kind of reminds me of. I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. It does remind me of something, maybe like an absinthe or something, but medicine. Just, Way more complex. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on here. 130 things going on. I can't, I, at least, they probably didn't even include uh, neutral spirits in that number. That's true. But I would say, like, this is um, this is good. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this is going to be uh, woven into a cocktail. Yeah. So, you want to hear a little of the history? Mm-hmm. So, according to tradition, the martial artillery to French King Henry IV... Presented the Carthusian monks at Vavert near Paris with an alchemical manuscript that contained a recipe for an elixir of long life in 1605. The recipe eventually reached the religious order's headquarters at the Grand Chartreuse Monastery north of Grenoble. The formula is said to include 130 herbs, plants, and flowers, and secret ingredients combined in a wine alcohol base. The recipe was further enhanced in 1737 by Brother Jerome Maubeck. So, so this is a wine alcohol base. So this would be like a grappa, maybe a, similar to like a grappa. Yeah. Or well, or like a brandy, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So the beverage soon became popular, and in 1764, the monks adapted their elixir recipe to make what is now called the elixir vegetal de la grande chartreuse. Of course, that's um that is very strong. It it does have a sweetness to it, but it's not like a fruity sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. It's like sugar with floral and very herbal yeah blends so the history of this drink is very long so we're not mm-hmm. going to read it because it's like and then in 1800 they the monks moved here and they kind of changed a little and then in, you know 20 we, years later they moved here and, hold, hold hold your horses we should turn that into a snack down bedtime stories <laughs> and then they traveled <laughs> over the hills of the chartreuse mountains and... <laughs> <laughs> what is that and you're your cart there, sir. Why, it's green chartreuse. <laughs> oh, don't mind him. <laughs> That's all I can contribute. I'm so sorry. I found a honeysuckle. <laughs> Let's put that in the brew. Yeah, that, that's what it is. That's how the story is going to yeah. go. And it's just going to be like, hmm, maybe we should add it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spilled into the brew. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> So apparently, what uh, on the night of the sinking Titanic, uh, the first class dessert was a chartreuse-based dessert. Apparently, mm. well, that's unfortunate. Another interesting fact about chartreuse: the color is named after the liqueur. Oh, uh, so the color green, that palish green, mm-hmm. the named... the chartreuse alcohol came before the color. Interesting. The color is named after the alcohol. It's very cool, and it's the only liqueur that. Produced a color, apparently. So, I mean, I, I really, I really wouldn't have um, 
pegged that as this as being like a, like a 1600s drink. That's basically remained the same. Uh, so there is a... Let me just look at not, these. Not that I like would be like, oh, this is a very 1800... But like... To me, like this, this screams like 1910s or late 1800s, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, like, it's crazy. Like, that's when I was reading about it. For some reason, in my mind, when I heard Chartreuse, mm-hmm. I was thinking like lemon shallow or something like that. Yeah, me you know, too. Kind of like a similar, yeah. like a lemony. Yep. Or I thought just it was like going to be a little lighter than this. Yeah. This and scared. So, the, this like blew me away. Yeah. And then I looked at the history. And I'm like, oh, this has been made by monks. For like three hundred years, and yeah. it's used, it's like herbal and flowers. You're and like those French monks like, weren't getting fruity. On like us. this is not what I was thinking it was. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like right now you can get the green chartreuse, yeah, the yellow chartreuse, uh-huh. and there's chartreuse VEP, which means I can't even is pronounce it, it. Yeah, it's in French, but it means exceptionally prolonged aging. It's made using the same processes and the same secret formula as the traditional liqueur. And by extra long aging in oak casks, it reaches an exceptional quality. Whoa! So, look, okay. <laughs> so now we've got some yellow chartreuse here. Yeah. And let's give it a whirl. It smells a little bit muted. It's less floral, one. and I, yeah. it's hard to put my finger on like what's missing. Much smoother, not as burny. This is a lot less. So this is forty-three percent. So you've lost twelve percent so, alcohol. So it is less burny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like less floral, at least on the mm-hmm. nose. It's Would a little bit sweeter. It is sweeter. Like more of the sweet notes come out. Mm-hmm. That is very good. That's more licorice, though. Would you say? It has a hint of licorice, but like... It, it has more of a hint of licorice, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than than the green chartreuse. Yeah. However, that could then, literally just be like, maybe the heat of the green chartreuse muted it. Yeah. Or who Man, knows? it's so hard to like... I wonder if there's someone that could... That their taste buds are so refined that they could pick out things. I mean, the, when you're... The hyssop? When there's like 130... The things it's like how do you pick out one it just you can't it just creates a flavor yeah at that point you would almost have to like be with the ingredients and kind of take a sniff or take like a little taste of you know oh, we should have brought the hyssop in oh yeah gosh we really disap <laughs> it's very disappointing oh nice <laughs> it's hyssop i'm disappointed well well <laughs> shall we take a quick break pop this into a cocktail yeah we should should we, should we take a break or just like a snappy? What do you think? So snappy. Okay. Shar. Truce. And we have a cocktail here. <laughs> this is called a last word. Yikes. Why is this called a last word if this is a cocktail of uh, longevity? You know what I mean? <laughs> so let's give it a little sip. You don't have to laugh. And uh, I don't know if Andy knows what's in it. So so this one has green chartreuse, mm-hmm. lemon, gin. That's it? Maraschino uh, liqueur. It's a Lajardo or whatever. Luxardo. I don't know. What, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really... Um, Are you confident that it's called Luxardo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's look at what it is. Someone from that factory just died. <laughs> there is a story behind every great cocktail, just as there is a story behind every bottle of Luxardo Maraschino. No! Yes! <laughs> how did that guy sound so you know, damn how, suave? You know, and then he... be like, and that's the passion behind. Luxardo. <laughs> how quickly he said Luxardo and then went on. Like he was like ashamed to say, he's like, that's, 
the story behind Luxardo. And we... Uh, well. <laughs> well, we learn. So this is gin, lime. Luxardo. Oh, lime. Okay. Yeah. So this is gin, chartreuse. lime. Green chartreuse. Green chartreuse. If this was regular chartreuse, it would have been lemon. Yeah. See what I did there with the color joke? Nice. Okay. Pinky's out, bud. This reminds me of a gimlet. And I think it's because of the gin and the lime. This is like a gimlet with like mm, 130. 130 herbs <laughs> yeah. in it. Plus, plus the gin, right? Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I guess it's like a net of however many herbs, but... Five, so 135. Right. And then maraschino. And they're all equal parts. Hmm. This is... I want to make this at you, home. You like it? Yeah. Might be a go-to. It, so this... It's very syrupy. Yeah, this cocktail is a gin-based Prohibition-era cocktail. Mm. Originally developed at the Detroit Athletics Club. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, that was a curveball. It was. <laughs> well, the drink eventually fell out of favor and it enjoyed a renewed popularity after being rediscovered by a bartender, Murray Stenson, in 2004 during his tenure at the Zigzag Cafe. It became a cult hit in the Seattle area. When? 2004. So it like reboomed in 2004. So, so like everyone had forgotten about it. I'm just imagining this. I'm, everyone had forgotten about it and someone was like about to demolish this old Detroit athletics club. So, and they found, it, hold it, on, they found a recipe in someone's old dirty socks in the locker room. They, <laughs> it was really popular until everyone like let their gym memberships expire and stopped yeah. going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it a gin membership? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, was the prohibition pre-depression? Yes. So, I wonder if, like, and during. the depression hit, they couldn't afford their gym gym memberships. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, then no they were like, drinking it anymore. Because, like, during the depression, they were like, hmm, am I going to give up avocado toast or my gym membership? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a current depression. Uh, have you ever had avocado toast? It's quite good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like, what's so good about it? Know, Does like it taste like guacamole or... Is it salted usually? Yeah, huh. depends. I had uh, me and Joel uh, woke up and had avocado toast. Really? When we were in Ocean City? Oh, okay. That was our morning. This wasn't at, like you guys didn't like haul a toaster and no, a battery. No, no, we would wake up. And then avocado was like go out down on acid to the corner cafe and drink kombucha oh. and have avocado toast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. That's what we did. Did you guys ride your fixed gears around? <laughs> yeah. And it was feta cheese, too. It was like avocado oh, nice. toast with feta cheese. I'd totally be down with it that. It was really good. Yeah. A little bit of kombucha oh, right yeah. by the beach. Yeah, a little booch with your bish. <laughs> yeah. Joe? <laughs> nice. A beach cool. booch. Well, cool. What do, you, do you like this? I do. I like this Like a lot. I said, it reminds me of a gimlet, but it's a little bit more complex. It, yeah, it tastes like a... Like a gimlet, to me, tastes like kind of like sort of a... I don't know. To me, a gimlet is like a really nice way to dive into lighter cocktails. Yeah. And this is like kind of turning it up to prohibition and very like floral herbal liqueur. Um, it's it's funny to me that a lot of cocktails were born out of prohibition. I thought you were going to so say they... the Detroit Athletics Club. <laughs> no, <laughs> but they were born out of a time when alcohol was illegal. Mm-hmm. And that was like when cocktails boomed. It's mm-hmm. just kind of funny to me. Yeah. You thought that people were just going to be like, well, this is just kind of what we're going to... You would think it would boom like when Prohibition went away and mm-hmm. people were allowed to drink again. They're like, yeah. let's make everything. <laughs> you you would have thought that like the most popular cocktail during Prohibition was like vodka and water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not only am I a moonshiner, but I'm like mixing it with like French liqueurs yeah. and... Just plucking them from the country, you know, from whatever. <laughs> like, 
like like chartreuse like you know if that came over from france like that like crossed a couple borders yeah that was to dangerous to like, transport chartreuse yeah do you think that they were taking some of like post world war one like submarines and just like repur- repurposing them Boop. what would be like a name for Boop. like the chartreuse submarine <laughs> i don't know uh... <laughs> i didn't have anything so i was just kind of seeing if like i could just like volley it over to you i didn't know. the green monster okay yeah uh, sure no no that's like that um that's like that hypnotic drink oh yeah that was like the hulk yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if uh i uh if you go back to our hypnotic episode mm-hmm. i haven't touched the hypnotic in my shelf since that episode <laughs> you need to really really need to bust it out on maybe a social night yeah right it was up for some hypnotic yeah and then i like pull out an old timey like, watch yeah, and i'm just like hanging it in front of people's faces yeah and then they're like um why am i getting sleepy and then there's like a record bump because like it's from like the early 2000s mm-hmm. and that's still when record bumps were kind of a thing in music and like sitcoms when like someone said something not funny <laughs> <laughs> oh man we don't usually have a, a time in this podcast where you could really where the tension is palpable, but it was palpable. Mm. <laughs> this is really good. So, what are the main flavors? Uh, citrus is, is one of the most yeah. So there's flavors. like so it's equal parts mm-hmm. of all the things. So whenever you're adding that much of a lime or lemon, mm-hmm. I feel like it comes through. I would say citrus, and then um, I know there is gin in this. If it was like a super dry gin, it probably would have kind of took over a little more. Yeah. But it's pretty muted. But yeah, this. I'm tasting. Uh, lime juice and chartreuse. Yeah. And the ma- maraschino, I don't know what that's doing in there. No idea. I don't taste that Just at all. Just making it sweeter, I guess. Or like more alcoholic. That too. It probably does add a little sweetness. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably instead of simple syrup, mm-hmm. is my guess. Mm-hmm. Like instead of, because a gimlet, you're talking about a gimlet, that's gin, simple syrup, and lime juice. So this is like, hey, let's like add chartreuse and swap out simple syrup mm-hmm. for like a sweeter liqueur like maraschino. Um, I would say instead of a gimlet, this has like a little more of like a drying effect, like sort of like an astringent effect. It, it, it's weird because it's like kind of a little like sugary and kind of glommy, but it's also it's drying, right? Yeah. Almost like how Campari has that sort of uh, aperitif sort of balance, right? Yeah. Like with uh, with the Jungle Bird. Mm-hmm. Ugh, jungle Bird. So oh, goat cocktail <laughs> it's so good it really is yeah how uh, is it a jungle bird if it's also a goat yeah. i don't know but so the list so i I'm, i just pull up my list because i remembered yeah but there's like a monumental uh thing that's happened in the history of snackdown which was which is i got a new fridge oh yeah <laughs> however uh-huh. i still had to bring ice over <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he was coming over and he's like do i need to bring anything I'm like no and they're like oh no I don't have ice. <laughs> and he's like, I thought you got a new freezer. But I don't have ice trays. I forgot to get ice trays. So I still had to, that, we still had to buy ice. That bad boy is a nice, it's a nice fridge. Yeah, I got a nice fridge. Pretty cool. I can buy ice cream. <laughs> I can make ice. So also on the Snackdown notebook, just a, like a funny story. So we don't talk about Sweat it much. Sweatshirt tree. We'll do it. <laughs> we don't talk about it much, but I do watch sports from time to time. That's uh, crazy. I like the, so, I'm not really a sports guy, so it just yeah, never not. comes up. Yeah. Right? So I'm a big Boston Celtics fan. Again, I forgot about and that. also a Seattle Seahawks fan. Interesting. And so, like NBA season started recently, Coast and so I was watching a game. I was streaming a game on my computer, 
Mm-hmm. And I was like really invested in it. So I was like watching the game and I was drinking some uh, mead from Hannibal Todd. Yeah, what what gives? And uh, <laughs> what? I haven't got I haven't gotten my shipment yet. Did, so he, he, sh- did he say share it with Andy so or no? No, he didn't. He just said I have to unload. <laughs> <laughs> I have to unload stuff. He gave me five bottles of mead. He gave me uh, hot pepper jelly. Uh-huh. He gave me a walnut syrup, which I think we should use in a cocktail. Oh my sometime. god, yeah, or and an then, ice cream. And then he gave me something else. I can't remember what it was. Oh, like a garlic herb jam or something like that. Walnut syrup. Uh-huh. So is that? sap from a walnut tree and then it's turned to syrup i think so there's also like a crystallized chunk in there that he's like you could eat it for candy or yeah yeah anyways so i was watching this uh this game and i was kind of invested in it so i was reaching for a a drink Mm -hmm. and i like wasn't looking because i was watching the screen and i grabbed my candle oh (laughs) that was lit and i like it was like the same weight and like diameter as my drink. Yeah. And I like brought it to my face and then it was like a burning candle. I'm like, ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I almost t- took a sip of hot wax. So focused on the game, are we, Justin? <laughs> yeah, I was like right next to it. Yeah. Same uh, like like weight and everything. So I was just like watching and I grabbed it. And then luckily the flame was there. Cause, uh, are you a hockey guy? I was for like one season. Mm-hmm. There was like the... Um, the capitals what's the buffalo sabers sabers were in like the playoffs mm-hmm. and i never watched hockey oh so that you were much. a playoff guy no but i never i had never watched hockey that much uh-huh. and so i watched it and i was like this is like really intense and i was like really into it and i'm like wow maybe i'm like a hockey guy and then i've tried to watch it since then and i've just been like Meh. do you ice skate ever do i i used to ice skate yeah do you want to play hockey do i want to play hockey yeah i can't ice skate that good i can't do those like cool stops you know you mean a hockey stop? Yeah, like <laughs> when I stop, it's running into the wall. That's how I stop. You should play some pond hockey with us this year. Pond hockey? There's no wall. How would I ever stop? You turn. You just keep turning. <laughs> it's like, is Justin going home ever? And I'm just like <laughs> turning and I'm just doing circles. <laughs> <laughs> how do I get out of here? <laughs> anyway, you should play. You should play hockey sometime. That'd be kind of cool. Would you? Maybe. I mean, I haven't ice skated in years. So it turns got, out most people hate ice skating. Uh huh. I will say, I will say, if if you have a hockey stick in your hand, ice skating is like way easier. If like you've a played hockey thing? before, yep, completely imbalanced thing. Yep. Yeah, I liked ice skating. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Falling on ice is like the worst, though. Oh, it's horrible. It's so much worse than falling on any other surface. I would say, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Why is why is ice? So you're a scientist. No, I'm not. <laughs> I always bring that up. On the <laughs> I mean, I'm not. So why? I am second author so in the falling... Florida entomologist, though. <laughs> falling on <laughs> pavement doesn't hurt as much as falling on ice. Yeah, it does. Is What's I... wrong with you? Is ice a harder substance? I don't know, but pavement hurts like F. <laughs> yeah, but like if you fell on your... Say you like slipped and fell on your butt. Okay. It's worse on ice. I don't necessarily agree with that. Really? Yeah. I think pavement hurts a lot. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I right. think it does hurt. I think falling on any surface hurts, unless it's like a cloud. But but it hurts more on ice. Ice hurts like way more than any other surface that I've ever experienced. Maybe you're typically on like skates, and like if you're on pavement, you typically have like an okay balance of like what's going on, right? Like even if you fall, you have some sort of balance. <laughs> if ice is like so unnatural for you to skate around on, and then you slip. You're like a sack of potatoes. You know what I mean? You I just fall wanna, right down. I kind of want to look it up. 
Look it up. Is ice harder (laughs) than pavement? Oh, so this person says that concrete is harder than ice. It's higher on the MOHS range. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a hardness scale. In general, ice will rate somewhere around 1.5, whereas pavement is in the 5 to 7 range. So uh, there's, a, there's a scale, I think it's from 0 to 10. I'm sorry, it's from 1 to 10. And you can tell like a mineral's hardness mm-hmm. from it. So if you're in a geology or earth surface class, you can look at the hardness of something. And like a 10 would be a diamond, and a 1 would be talcum powder, or like talc, hmm. which talcum powder comes from. So, like, you scratch it with and your you fingernails. And you use talcum powder at the athletics gym. You do use talcum powder at the, <laughs> at the athletics gym. And you're just like, yes, I'm going to go for... I don't even know. Never mind. Sorry. Do you want to have a last word cocktail? Let me just finish putting on my talcum powder. <laughs> Why would you put on talcum powder? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> what is it used for, then? All I see in talcum powder is that it causes cancer. Yeah, it does. But you so can tal- buy it at so tal- No, so okay. So here's what happened. Talcum powder was usually was used for as like baby powder. So there are two types of people that use baby powder. Babies, right? And it just kind of like dries up the skin. And then um kind of like older people, if they just had like older skin that would kind of get sweaty but the skin was also thin, so people would just use that instead of getting like ulcers or whatever. Hmm. So what was happening is this, you know, talcum powder had a drying effect, but Johnson and Johnson had like a huge share and market share in terms of talcum powder. They started linking it to like cancer, and then Johnson and Johnson made a shell corporation that owned all the talcum powder, and so that shell corporation was able to go bankrupt, and Johnson and Johnson didn't skip a beat on that. Hmm. So you don't chalk up with talcum powder at the gym? I don't. Okay. I think it's like a calcium carbonate. Or maybe a magnesium carbonate. Well, I like how we got from uh, ice hockey to talcum powder. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's take a break. (laughs) Let's take a break and we'll get into cocktail number duh. Duh. And we might not get to throw. I don't think so. I think it's a little little cray right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think we'll be lucky if we get to duh. And I'm lucky if we'll come on back. (laughs) All right. We'll take a break. So. Lixardo yourself. <laughs> Lixardo. <laughs> Bye. This episode is sponsored by Eat Local New York. So once you're done listening to this episode, make sure you head over to eatlocalnewyork.com. Take a look at all their content. They've got podcasts. They've got a YouTube channel. And if you're in New York, they have a way of saving some money when you're eating at some local restaurants. So make sure you check them out. They've got a lot of content based around local food, local restaurants, local chefs, etc. And Anthony's a pretty cool guy. So make sure you check them out. EatLocalNewYork.com. And now, back to the show. Whoa! Falling down! We're back. I don't know. So, uh, needless to say... <laughs> That's it? We're back? <laughs> we're not... Uh, we're definitely not doing it. The, <laughs> the third cocktail, because... No, we're those not. Those are kind of hitting us hard. Yeah. Just the tastes and one cocktail. So, we split this cocktail, because Andy has to go home eventually. Eventually, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm going to take a breather here. Yeah. yeah. So, this is called a cloister. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, and so this also has gin in it. Yeah. It also has grapefruit juice. Okay. Yellow chartreuse. Okay. And a little bit of simple syrup. And lime juice, or lemon juice. Okay. So what, by the way, what's the definition of a cloister? Uh, Things clumped together, I believe. No, that's a cluster. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
Are you serious? <laughs> All right. So cloister could be in uh, in in two different. It, it could be a noun or a verb. <laughs> Good lord, this is going down in snack down history. So so a cloister is a uh, 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 church architecture and also uh, you know just a Christian theme. So the verb would be to seclude or to shut up. <laughs> as into like in a convent or monastery to kind of like yeah. pull yourself away from something. Um, so the monastery, so here's the example, the monastery where the brothers would cloister themselves to meditate. And that doesn't mean huddle together because it's cold. Yep. Like to cluster together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, so the noun of it is a covered walk within a convent, monastery, college, or cathedral. Yeah. So this is a cloister. Now that I know that, let's give it a step. <laughs> so in this is... So there's gin. There's gin. And then the yellow chartreuse. Yellow chartreuse. You've got lemon juice, grapefruit juice, simple syrup. The main ingredients are gin and yellow chartreuse, though. I like this a lot. This seems a little um, seems a little lighter than the last drink. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of alcohol content, but like in terms of just... The last drink was just kind of thicker. So I think the last... Because of the maraschino, which is also yeah. liqueur, it had like a lot more alcohol content, right. just in general. Right. So this is this has lemon juice, simple syrup, and grapefruit juice, which mm-hmm. is all non-alcoholic. So I kind of think it kind of like makes it a little bit lighter. But it but it also just doesn't seem as syrupy as yeah. the last one, mm-hmm. um, which I like. I don't necessarily love a syrupy drink. I wish the grapefruit juice came out a tad bit more. Mm-hmm. The the it like. Blends well into it everything else. It definitely has similar flavors as the last one, though, and I think it's yeah, because it gin there's, and there's, chartreuse. Yep. Even though the yellow chartreuse is a little bit different than the mm-hmm. green, I think when you're having gin and chartreuse in a cocktail, it's <clears throat> it's going to have similar flavors. There's there's no way in hell. Well, and okay, if if you can tell the difference in a cocktail, then then have at it. But like, I don't I don't think that anyone could necessarily tell the difference between a green chartreuse and a yellow chartreuse. I don't think that anyone could tell the difference within either of these two cocktails. I wonder if we should have done that. No, we would like, be like made two of the same cocktails. I would exact same cocktail. I would be laid out, Justin. No, I'm just saying, like maybe <laughs> at some point, if we made like the exact same cocktail with yellow and green, mm-hmm. if you could sip, sip, and then taste differences. Do a little sip, sip. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily enough that someone would put their nose up at one or the other. You know what I mean? You know, and and we're looking at two, like, this glass is kind of like a smoked glass look, and the other glass is a tacky orange um, thrift store martini glass. You bought, you bought it for me. I know. I'm just trying to think of... <laughs> <laughs> I remember where I bought it from. East Syracuse. So I was listening to, like... The old, thrifty shop. I was listening to <laughs> old podcasts. Uh-huh. And I've realized, I think I forgot, but most of my like new glassware has just come from Andy. <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember that you bought me the tulip glasses. Well see, I just find it absurd that you have like incredible beer flavors or you know, selection now. And then like you've got this insane liquor selection. And like if it was your way, you would still be with like just this and then like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like two cu- two tall cups, two short cups, and three mugs, yep. and like that, <laughs> like that's it. The liquor collection in my apartment is insane. So it's if absurd. you know me, it's absurd. Uh, just come on my knock on my door sometime. It's pretty much open bar all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you uh, knock on my door, 
Uh, you have to be like over say, 21. Though. I'm here for a blank, fill in the blank. Uh, yeah. Probably have it. I'll be happy to make it for you because I need to get rid of stuff in my apartment. I love that. Your liquor selection is like far beyond my liquor selection. I went to a bar mm-hmm. and I was looking and I was like, I think I have more than this bar. <laughs> <laughs> You should start a speakeasy. Yeah. <laughs> it would That's be like a true speakeasy because it would be like an unlabeled. Right. Yeah. And the it, true that'd be highly illegal. Oh, right. yeah, it would be. Right. You couldn't just like like I couldn't slip accept a... money, but I could I could do it for free. Ooh, interesting. A free speakeasy. With donations. Yeah. Right? Tips, maybe. Tips. I like this. I like this cocktail. So which one do you like better? These um, are strong. I am like... I don't know if you can tell the listener, but uh, a little buzzed. Buzzed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to like wait for a little bit to leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Might have to kick back and watch what we do in the shadows for a little. Oh bit. yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Did you finish Ted Lasso? All, I did. It's all very topical. So my streaming service, which I'm not gonna say what it is, <laughs> it's not Apple. It skipped an episode, and so oh. I watched the finale without the episode before it. I was like, they've made a lot of leaps from the last episode. <laughs> like, I've got to like make a lot of like mental leaps about these characters. And like, mm-hmm. it's kind of strange. They're assuming a lot happened in the middle. Hmm. And then I found out after I had missed an episode. Good ending though. It was a good uh, finale. But uh, I, got, I, um, I guess I got to go watch uh, the other episode. Uh, what about Mythic Quest? You've ever seen that? I've been trying to. I can't. I don't have Apple TV, so I've been trying to like find a way to. Didn't you have Watch that interesting free. streaming service? It doesn't have that. It's very hard to get Apple stuff on my interesting streaming service. <laughs> uh, but I like maybe, it because uh, maybe, maybe I've got my Rob, iPad. who's the creator of that show, is also the creator of It's Always Sunny, which is one yeah. of my favorite shows. Charlie Day is actually a creator of that show as well. Really? Yeah. When I watch, I listen to the Scrubs podcast, mm-hmm. and he was just mentioning it, like, oh, I've just started watching this Mythic Quest show, and it's... You know, funny. I'm like, ah. I they started watching watch it. it. They started talking about it recently on the Scrubs podcast. Well, like this summer. Yeah. How many podcasts do you listen to? So not very many. Uh huh. When I went down to see Joel, yeah, because I had a long commute, I could finally listen to podcasts again. So I listened to a, a ton of Book Fight, which is one of my favorites. Nice. And I listened to Literary Disco. Uh, one of my favorites is All Work No Play, which there was only four, 15 episodes. Total. Which, which I've listened to like four or five times each. What? <laughs> who, who does that? It turned over into a YouTube show. Okay. But the original 15 are great. Who's listened to a podcast four or five times? <laughs> They're so good. And so, so here's the thing. Okay, I'm listening for the. If thing. you listen to All Work No Play mm-hmm. and specific episodes of Book Fight, mm-hmm. you'll find out how our podcast was created. Really? Yeah. What do you so mean? So the structure of our podcast was based on All Work No Play. I'm not going to listen to it. And <laughs> there was a I listened to Book Fight, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Okay. And they talk about books, but there was a there was an end of one of their episodes where for some reason they were like testing pop tarts and it had nothing to do with the books. But it was, like, the funniest thing. And I'm like, that's hilarious that they're just, like, eating these snacks and, uh, like, talking about it. And so when we were coming up with ideas for for podcasts, I was like, I'll take the the Pop-Tarts part of Book Fight and mix it with the All Work No Play structure and create Snackdown. We need, we need to leave this. Uh, people can't <laughs> see that far behind the curtain. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is too much. 
people will have found us out. But yeah, I, I pretty much only listened to two. Well, huh. three. I listened to the Scrubs podcast, and then I listened to Book Fight and Book Literary Fight. Disco. And Literary Disco. And then you've re-listened to All, All Work, Work, No, no Play. Play a lot of times. A lot of times. Yeah. That's it. Very bizarre. Um, if you've listened to Snackdown more than once, let us know. I know someone that has. Like, a, a listener has said that, hey, I'm, like, re-listening again. Whomst? Uh, someone from Binghamton. Interesting. Awesome. Well, hey, Binghamton, what's going on? Shout out to Binghamton. So. So. Uh, I should probably so close this out. I, I think the second one is my favorite. I'm just going to jump really? the gun. I know wow. you're going to ask. The second one was my favorite because it was a little lighter. It wasn't as, it, you know, it wasn't as, like, syrupy. Yeah, so, like, chartreuse in general... Mm-hmm. When we tried the two, the yellow was a little bit smoother, not as like bitter and bitey. Right. And it was a little bit sweeter. So I think when you're looking at cocktails, I think green chartreuse is going to add more of a bitter bite to it. Yeah. Whereas the yellow is going to add more of a sweet, a sweetness. But I would say in the, in like the, the whole aspect of the, of the drink, I don't, I don't think it's going to matter a ton. I think what's going to uh, contribute more fully would be probably what you're what else you're adding to it yeah if really you're adding excited. a bunch if you're adding a bunch of like sort of drier or or not sweet ingredients i think the green versus yellow will have a big impact but i don't think i don't think necessarily in like uh in other contexts it's gonna matter so yeah i was really excited about the third cocktail but uh we won't be able to get to that no <laughs> because i'm like we haven't see that's the problem with green and yellow chartreuse there's no red light. Yeah. And so <laughs> I I told Andy what it was, and he immediately said, no way. So, I didn't know. I didn't say no way. I just said, no, I think I did say no. <laughs> so it was called a Frenet Sour. So it was yeah. going to be mixing Frenet Branca, which is Andy's favorite, mm. with uh, chartreuse and something else. So I was on a trip for work, and like we had a Frenet cocktail. I don't know what it was called, but it tasted like a Tootsie Roll. Mm-hmm. We had that on the podcast. Mm, did we, we, though? We had uh, on Halloween with Katie. The whole reason I got the Frenet Branca was for a cocktail that had a stout in it. And it tasted, this like, a, it tasted like a Tootsie Roll. Okay. It was delicious. Okay, but th- this this didn't involve a stout. Yeah, so, so I was really excited about Frenet Branca at that point. And then we did the Oysters oh, Banana episode with Frenet so Branca. So good. And then you were like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had it since. So I was excited well, to pull it out. We'll again. work it back in. Yeah, to something just because yeah. I hate it. Oh <laughs> so. uh, man, huh. okay. I've had a little too much to drink. Well, let's see if we can uh, watch Mythic Quest on Apple TV yeah. somehow. So go back and listen to our Halloween episode last week. It was great with uh, Jessica. It was really fun. Re-listen. So if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. If you've listened to it, listen to it again. And if you've seen pictures of us on Instagram of our costumes, uh. They were edited and fixed up by Don. No, they weren't. So uh, <laughs> That's what I really look like. <laughs> so thanks, Don, because if you listen to the episode, you'll know my costume was an epic fail, and uh, Don made it look good. So. <laughs> <laughs> we should, so you, at some point you should release, maybe just to the Patreon subscribers, what, what your costume like. actually looked like. It was like. so bad. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. It was so bad. Let's do that for All Souls Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, well, well, we've kind of done chartreuse. I feel like it's a lot more deeper topic. But It is. Uh, we've really only scratched the surface. Yeah, so maybe we'll return to chartreuse someday. We will. Yeah. Our ships will change course into chartreuse again. <laughs> chartreuse in the night. What? I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Ready for a nap. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find this episode and others like it on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and a bunch of other places. You can go to our website at www.snackdownpod.com. You can support us on patreon.com slash snackdown and get early day releases to episodes and a little bit of extra content. And you can go to our sponsors at Eat Local New York at eatlocalnewyork.com. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 315-313-5456. And just say pretty much anything you want. Just say hi, leave us a suggestion, tell us a funny story, whatever you want. And if you want to send us something in the mail, like a snack or whatever, uh, DM us and we'll send you the address. Okay, bye. (laughs) So, thanks for listening. Thanks for all our supporters. Thanks for pretty much everyone that listens. Uh, We're having a fun time doing it. And (laughs) we uh, drink a little too much. So, (laughs) we'll see you later. Bye. Hasta Luigi by Luxardo. (laughs) Bye. Bye.